0: are listening to a Banzai Retro Club podcast, language and topics may not always be appropriate for younger listeners. Press 1 for a groovy topic from the 1970s. Press 2 for an awesome topic from the 1980s. Or press 3 for a slamming topic from the 1990s. Please choose now. Too late. We have made your selection for you.
1: Let's start the show.
0: Scott, you want to go next? Certainly. All right. Whenever you're ready, sir.
1: So am, am I uh, hosting? Am I leading? What?
0: You are totally. You're in charge.
1: Totally, dude. Right. Totally. Ready? And three, two, one. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bonsai Retro Club. So we, we are uh, going through some lists of five movies that we can't live without now they fall into every year although mine don't fall into every or every decade mine don't all fall into every decade so we are talking and I have uh, Suzanne hello Suzanne hello hi, there. hi. Okay. sorry about the delay <laughs> I, I, I thought we lost you uh, Dave also Ugh uh sorry, I just move my cod piece. Oh, come on. Oh, <laughs> oh no, don't get me started. I I actually I was going to reference that. Beat you to it. Beat you. <laughs> mm, yeah. Beat you to it. So, Rose is unable to join us this uh for this episode and so we're going to we're just going to go through my five movies uh that I just can't I think that the term was I can't live without. Now, this was, which is unfortunate. Rose, that the Rose can't be with us because this was Rose's idea, and we might have to have her do an, you know, an all, uh, you know, an addendum or amendment, however you want to say it, to our shows that we're recording right now with her yeah. own five. Yeah,
2: that might be fair. I think
1: I think another time we might have to add her five, and then we'll just we'll release it last.
0: Yeah.
1: series or whatever um, because I would love to hear her input on her five anyway so I, I you know we we're I said that we we're gonna uh, go cover 70s 80s and 90s none of mine fall into the actual 70s small, all minor 80s and 90s and I and Dave's was kind of the same <clears throat> and we'll see where Suzanne goes once we get to once we get to her turn. So, um, man, it was really tough picking these movies because I have so many movies that that are so uh, impactful in my life, and uh, especially in the time that that I uh, grew up in the '80s and became a young adult in the '90s that that are just part of they're part of my f- the fiber of my being some of them they've they've had such a uh you know impact on my life and there's one there's a, c- a couple on here that people won't may or may not relate to uh one was an animated film and i think it's more about the music of that film than than the uh than the actual movie itself, and it was a movie called Heavy Metal, and it's it's cheesy, and there's it's it's got lots of uh, uh, animated boobs, <laughs> <laughs> which you know they're 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 gigantic and huge, and you know a thirteen year old boy or fourteen year old boy it was like, oh wow, look at all those you know cartoon boobies. It was stupid. Totally stupid, but there's so much to this movie that 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 impacted me back then. Just the music itself. There's it's got such an amazing soundtrack. Uh, the next movie has a uh, soundtrack as well, and it is also a music-based movie, but it's a complete farce. And and mockumentary and that is called this is spinal tap And these go to 11 uh it's it's just it's one of the funniest movies that that is relatable because i was a heavy metal fan and the way they portray a heavy metal band in this movie is hysterical and it's it's really spot on uh another movie that that I could never discount would be the breakfast club because it's potent. It's got a lot of, uh, very strong stuff in it. Uh, the characters in that movie are so relatable to, uh, so many people, you know, you've got five different classes basically of these, of these kids that are all just trying to get along and trying to figure out what life is all about. And then I'm going to go into the nineties and I'm going to go with Braveheart. Uh, awesome, awesome love story with lots of great, weird, you know, medieval battle scenes and all that stuff. And then one that Dave mentioned in the last show, Forrest Gump. So those are my five. Cool. I, and like cool picks. And Dave, <laughs> it's funny that you said that. I could like when we were talking in the previous episode about your shows. You said, "Well, you'd be interested in hearing what what '80s ones that I bumped out." Because after I found out, backing up a little bit, we we were talking about just the the initial. Um, message I thought it was all about 80s movies that you could not live without so I made a list of 80s movies but then as we were talking and when Dave was hosting with his uh, picks he said no it's all three decades so I had to amend my list and he's like well I'd be interested in hearing what what movies you actually you know kicked off of your list as far as 80s go and and added like you know, Braveheart and Forrest Gump, both in the nineties. So my other the two movies that I kicked off the list from the eighties are Lost Boys and Plain Strange and Automobiles. Ah. Oh, yeah, okay. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh just and we won't go into those. But so
2: hard cut, though.
1: it is a hard cut. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's very like it's very difficult to narrow down to five movies that you can't live without. And Dave, your your picks of um, War Games and Real Genius, The Matrix, Pulp Fiction, and Batman, all of them great picks. War Games should have been way up on my list, and it just didn't even occur to me when I was putting this list together briefly, like this afternoon. Um, But of those five, Heavy Metal, Spinal Tap, Breakfast Club, Braveheart, Forrest Gump, uh, let's start with Suzanne. which Which one would you like, recognize and, and like, be able to expand on the most?
2: Maybe Braveheart. Which oh, is yeah? A, which is a really, really beautiful, epic movie, despite the fact that I know, like, heads go rolling in this film, and it's really, there's a lot of very, uh, uh, you know, very uh, gutsy battle scenes that go on. So, you know, in a way, it's a very it's a very butch kind of movie, <laughs> but just uh, the saga of his life, him kind of starting as a child in the midst of all this violence and war that's going on between Scotland and England and how he starts this um, this outrageously beautiful relationship with uh, another young young girl in his uh, in his village. That just starts with her consoling him at his father's funeral, just with like a little piece of heather that she wow. hands him. Uh, it's just beautiful. Just the, the relationships and the characters in that film uh, are heart-wrenching throughout. Uh, even in the midst of all the violence that happens in this film, I, I think that kind of pulls you through it. And it, it's kind of hard to do. It's kind of hard to do, but he's the um, William Wallace is motivated by that relationship as he's fighting for freedom. And it's very lofty. The, the goals of the film are very lofty um, and very well played out. Uh, and I don't know, like I think if I remember, um, there were certain things in that film that um, were not true to history that it was criticized for. Uh, but they, very, they you have to say they did work very emotionally on, on people. Uh, things that they threw in there, like the whole um, uh, prima noctum type of thing, where they broke up one wedding, and this poor girl, she barely even gets a line, and she does this wonderful performance where she's being kind of torn away from her new husband to go bed somebody from the English aristocracy, because this was supposedly something they were doing to break, you know, break the spirits of the uh, of the Scottish people. Um, the just little, a lot of beautiful, yeah, yeah, the exactly. That. They mm-hmm. wanted to like breed them out. Um, that was something that, you know, upon reading, they really didn't depict that the way that it actually uh, happened, and that was a very kind of rare or brief thing. But in any case, it, it just kind of ripped your heart out.
1: <laughs> and I'm glad you you brought up that moment because there, there's there's, uh, you know, they they they're doing this whole thing in like slow motion, right? They're going through this moment where the the they're trying to they're gonna take this girl away from her wedding day, and she leans over into her husband her new husband's ear, and you can hear her you can see her lips say, "I'll be okay." And yeah, that's she, like she you, you could actually like,
2: feel like I'm getting chills like, just thinking about it.
1: Yeah, you could actually like read her lips saying "I'll be okay," and she's being the strong one, and she's gonna literally take one for the team. I mean, I hate to say oh. that. That's I don't mean to be I don't mean to be crude no, but or she anything. Calms
2: him down. But like, really, like, don't worry, it doesn't matter. You know? I love you, and uh, yeah. and but that's just get, one small little moment. Those we don't even know. know who those characters are, and it no, kills you, you know.
1: And th- and then later on, he does get a little bit of his. You know, he is a little bit back vengeance back which is which is right, a re- yeah. really fun scene too that he gets he's able to kind of avenge avenge his situation that that he has his wife taken away from on his wedding night um this movie in my opinion is a a fabulous love story
2: absolutely like,
1: like it's it, it, it a lot of people per- think of it as like this you know, just it's all about the battles and the and the medieval times and uh, and all the you know the, the the problems that they had between the church and the people and all that stuff and, and how England was such an oppressor at the time and over Scotland and but really I've I've always seen this from, from the very get go as like this really really deep love story of of William Wallace and his his first wife and then that that translates over into him you know having this relationship with the
2: uh the she yeah,
1: be the princess. the french princess yes and it's just it's 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 not about the mayhem and the and the gore and all that stuff. It's like just this really deep story. And I know that that like if Rose was on here, I know that she's ha- she her husband is Scottish, so
2: right? yeah.
1: they know that this is not really you know as accurate as it as it was portrayed but it's still a it's just a really awesome movie. I it's just still one of my favorites. I can watch it over and over and over again and it really never gets old for me. Mm-hmm. So whether you like Mel Gibson and his antics in yeah, the last he's, 20 he's years or whatever.
2: Yeah, it's, it's hard to talk about him in that way. But this film yeah. is is a brilliant piece, you know, yeah. and he had a lot to do with that. So
1: yeah, no, he did a great job directing and and starring in and just doing the whole thing. So I, I just it really is. I'm glad you picked that one. That's really a uh, yeah. I might uh,
2: have I, I thought favorite. about putting that on my list also. It's up there. Awesome, you know,
1: awesome. Some of the all
2: time greatest movies.
1: So well, like just so well produced too. Like the whole thing is just it just Different. feels. It just feels so like authentic and you just feel like you're you really get like sucked into the movie.
2: Definitely. And it is a love story and that is a a lot of you know, there's a lot of layers to it. But I think in the greater scheme of things, it's about freedom. And that's like one of the things he kind of screams in his speech. It's about the freedom to be with the people that you love and live your life and have your family and be free to Not be persecuted. Uh, That's kind of what I think pulled it all together.
1: It's the last word he utters before his death. Actually,
2: Uh, yeah, it's it's really potent. Yeah, it it, it was a really effective film.
0: Dave, anything on Braveheart? You 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 guys are going to spend the whole time just talking Braveheart. There's four (laughs) other movies to talk Uh, about.
1: Oh, that's right. All right, so. So Dave, jump jump to one of the other one of the other movies then. So you got you got heavy metal, which I'm sure you have nothing on. Uh, this is Spinal Tap, Breakfast Club, and Forrest Gump.
0: Well, I want to touch actually on all four of those movies. Um, uh-huh. uh, first off, heavy metal. Kudos to what you said earlier, boobies. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's what I remember from the film. You know, I I know. I know there was other stuff that happened in there, but you know, to this teenage boy, that's what I needed to see. Um, So it was real quick. (laughs) It was
1: animated, right? Yeah. But it had a huge cast of uh, great actors from the time too.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: You had Eugene Levy was in there. You had John Candy in there. You had
0: SCTV guys. The whole yeah, all the
1: SCTV guys. Right. Uh, It was a huge cast. Anyway, go on next.
0: And, and yeah, I didn't want to, I'm not, you know, that's really all I had on heavy metal boobies. Uh, But in case, you know, the listener doesn't know is that I'm into jigsaw puzzles. I put together, I like to work on like a thousand piece jigsaw puzzles and the ones I've been recently working on are ones that have like a lot of retro stuff. Like I completed one that was like the seventies, eighties, and then I've got one that's waiting for me is the nineties. And, you know, with this whole... You know, COVID thing, you know, lockdown, you know, jigsaw puzzles are becoming kind of a a hard to get commodity. Um, But I did get one that had like a whole bunch of, you know, retro movies. Well, not necessarily retro movies, but just movies. Uh, So there's actually three images that are depicted uh, for Spinal Tap, Breakfast Club and Forrest Gump on that puzzle that I'm working on. Uh, so Spinal Tap, you actually have the amp that goes to 11. Uh, Breakfast Club, you got Bender with his fist in the air. And then Forrest Gump, you have his hat. So I thought that was really cool to see when you brought up your movies. I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm working on that. And, you know... Oh, Scott said... "So hold on. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. Okay. So...
1: One thing I don't like about my – I have a laptop here. Okay. One thing I don't like about my laptop, is, and it's it's a Samsung, smaller one, only 13-inch. Uh, the power button is on the side of the computer, and I just went to move it over a minute, just a smidge, because I felt like I was a little off-kilter here. Did you And remember? I hit the power button. I No, I, I just powered down. Okay. Like that's one thing. Like the, the This tablet – it's like a tablet I guess it's a pc slash tablet it's running windows but and it boots up and and shuts down really quickly it's great but I like killed the conversation right after you were going to tell me what like what movie you were going to pick and then I picked it up as you were talking about Forrest Gump I'm like okay so I know he picked that but I I had to, <laughs> I shut down for a second there so I uh
0: yeah, I was just talking about my. I puzzle. apologize. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, your puzzle.
1: That's right. You yeah. said you're you, yeah. you. Got a puzzle, and it was and it. And Spinal Tap, Forrest
0: Breakfast Club, and Forrest Gump are represented. They have images. No way, from really. The so Spinal okay. Tap has the amp that goes to eleven. Breakfast Club nice. has Bender walking with his fist up in the air like yeah. the final oh, scene. Okay.
1: okay and that's, Forrest yeah. Gump
0: is his hat. So the Bubble Gump, you know, Shrimp Company.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, you know, all of those are represented on the puzzle. Um, heavy Metal and Braveheart, unfortunately, not on that puzzle. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's really cool to kind of see that. And you picked, you know, as soon as you like brought those up, my mind went right to those images because it's a puzzle I'm working on currently. Um, if I were to look at this list and say the one that, you know, is really impacting to me, I would go Breakfast Club. Uh, yeah. And and it's you know, what we alluded to on our previous conversation was in a lot of ways, this was the kind of the gateway to podcasting mm-hmm. um, because originally I had come up with the concept that I wanted to talk 1980s and that's what would become 80s reboot overdrive. But the right. first inclination of that was a suggestion by, um, you know, our production company. You know, they had uh, was big into uh, you know Molly Ringwald, so I think they, the the suggestion was like Ringworld or something like that as the
2: <laughs> name,
0: of, you know the um, the podcast. Um, but then you know it morphed into you know different you know as you do you creatively you come up with different names and Age Reboot Overdrive just stuck, mm-hmm. um, and then you know suddenly you know you know, as we were going forward, you know, it morphed way more into just John Hughes movies. But, you know, this movie, you know, at the essence of the 80s, you know, with all the archetypes that were represented, you know, and, you know, a lot of times, I think the conversations that we've had also around, you know, the different characters, you know, that, you know, none of us are specifically one, you know, specifically one of those people but we relate to maybe like one or two of them.
2: Oh and no!
0: So to me, The Breakfast Club has always been one of those relatable movies where you, you know, you see, you know, the how impactful this was, you know, and you rip it down to its core of just those particular archetypes, and you really relate to that, and it really showed the emotion of you know what those particular. Archetypes would be going through, you know, if they're suddenly thrust together. Um, so right. completely powerful, wonderful movie. John Hughes genius. I'm glad so, uh, it's
2: become so well known, even with uh, younger people now. Yeah. They just they're still talking about this movie and playing this movie, and you know, it's become this classic thing, as opposed to something that feels retro. Right.
1: Right. So. Uh, a a quick story about this movie. I I remember hearing an episode um, of a podcast. I I wish I could find it again. Uh, And it was an interview with Molly Ringwald, actually. And she told this story and it was, it was like, it was so heartwarming and and heartbreaking at the same time. Uh, She told this story of how she, uh, her daughter, wanted to uh she that. was going to go yeah she she like wanted to go to a slumber party or something and you know this is years after breakfast club has been you know out and um she wanted to go to a slumber party and and they were talking about like uh watching the breakfast club and her daughter did not want to watch the breakfast club in that situation or something like that And she wanted to watch it with her mom, who was in the movie, you know? And Molly Ringwald like says, okay, well she's like eleven or twelve and says, Okay, she maybe she it's time, you know, she's mature enough to watch it. And so she she sat down with her daughter and they watched it together. And at the end, you know, Molly Ringwald's like asking her, Okay, who did you relate to? Which which one did you fit? and her daughter's like crying, she going, Oh my god, I am uh Michael Anthony Hall, that, that character. I can't remember his name right now. Brian uh, the geek. Yeah, Brian. The, Brian, you know, the the geek that had the flare gun that went off in his right. <laughs> in his locker. <laughs> right? So And she was like crying, saying, I get picked on because I'm like smart and stuff. I'm like, Oh my god, I'm I'm listening to this podcast and I'm like crying. I'm going, Oh my wow. Like this is twenty five something years later and this kid is relating to one of the characters and and completely breaking down over it. And it was just it was a really it was really interesting episode to, to listen to. I really wish I could find that that podcast again. I can't remember what show it was on, but it was really, really interesting and, and well done and fascinating story. My wife actually uh, read Molly's book uh, back years ago and met Molly Ringwald, and she signed the book and all that good stuff. So... Uh, but yeah, it's 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 so that movie was so well done, and John Hughes was able to nail a uh, a generation like nobody else has ever nailed any generation. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's like he was able to wrap it up in these five characters unlike anybody else has ever been able to do just my, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think yeah. that that's Finger
2: on the pulse, exactly.
1: Definitely. Yeah. So anyway, so that's it. I'm, I'm done. Um, the timer went off and, uh, the other movies, you know, we didn't talk much about because we don't need to talk about all of them. Both of you picked your own. Um, I could go on and on about all five of them. Oh, yeah. And and Dave's, you know, for hours. Uh, <laughs> we totally could. We totally could. So, totally could. <laughs> so anyway, um, I I wish we could have talked more about Forrest Gump because I just love that movie. It's
2: yeah, uh, a terrific movie, too. Uh,
1: <laughs> Life is like a box of chocolates. That's right. Jenny. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right. Well, I think that'll wrap it up for the night for, uh, for this episode. Thank you everybody for joining us and listening to us ramble on about our favorite movies that we really can't live without, whether it's seventies, eighties, nineties, whatever. Uh, it's our eras. It's the time we grew up and we love them. So, uh, you can find us on social media through, you know, Bonsai retro club on pretty much any platform you're looking for uh Instagram are you still doing Instagram Dave? Yeah. Yeah, I post on okay. it. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Twitter's I think the thing to probably the most uh used for for bonsai. It is. Uh you can find Suzanne and myself through uh you know our our Twitter accounts either. I'm 80s auto at 80s auto reverse. Suzanne is at Suze Suze Mataboni MATTOBNI. And M-A-T-T-A-B-O-N-I. then there M A T T O B N wait M A M A
0: T M A T T A B O
2: I it's been a while.
0: I went I rattled it off too fast and this will help you. It's straight out of Mataboni. Straight yeah.
1: out straight out of <laughs> and then Rose, who was unable to join us tonight, is at 80s Music Girl. Yep. Uh, on Twitter. And you you know, if you want to contact us, email is great. At McFly or McFly, I'm sorry, McFly at Bonsai Retro Club. I can't even get that straight anymore. And I think that's about it. Uh, other than be excellent to each other and have a great whatever, depending on when you're listening to this. So, talk to you guys later.
0: Bye-bye. Bye bye. 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 This has been a Banzai Retro Club production. Banzai Danielshead! Hey, Banzai! 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 (laughs) Banzai! Excellent job, Scott.
1: I forgot to mention. Oh, leave a review and all that good stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but everybody knows that, right? Next time.
1: I think they know it.